Okay, we could do this episode on glass animals, but do they have enough music to really make it a series? I mean, we could do it on things that are tangentially related to glass animals. Like? Like cannibals. Like we could talk about... Glass cannibals? Glass cannibals. The animals? No, that's the same word. Hmm. If only there were some 90s yogurt beverage that we could put into glasses and then talk about it in the same episode. Hmm. Hmm. Like Chobani. Glass Chobanis. <laughs> Welcome back to a serious series of utmost importance, the series. I'm one of your hosts, Neil. And I'm the other host for today, Sonica. Welcome, Sonica. Thank you. Um, so, today, we're going to be talking about the discography of the band Glass Animals. But, in addition to that, what are we going to be doing? <laughs> We're going to also talk about glass animals. And what are glass animals? It, it is a series of animals beverages poured into glasses that we will be taste testing and rating for you. There are four animals flavors that I have poured into glasses, and uh, we don't know what they are. I, I mix them all up, uh, and I have them labeled by A, B, C, and D. What we'll do is we will talk we'll talk about the first Glass Animals album and then we'll move into the first Glass Animals flavor. Okay. Tell me about the Glass Animals. Not the Glass Animals. Although I guess we have four Animals flavors and only three Glass Animals albums, right? So we can do one after the introduction to the band. Okay. Tell me about this band. So, Glass Animals is a British indie rock band. They have, like, psychedelic, pop, funky beats. Um, the, the main frontman is Dave Bailey, and then his three friends from childhood. Joe Seward, Ed Irwin Singer, and Drew McFarlane. His name is Ed Irwin Singer? Or is he the singer? No, he is not the singer. Is his name... Oh, his name is Irwin-Singer. Correct. What does he do in the band? He does bass and keys and sometimes backing vocals. The so backing he backing vocals. He does sing. His... But it's not the first word in his last name. His name is Edmund Irwin Bass Singer. Yes. And uh, what do the other people in the band do? So the other people also do things. <laughs> <laughs> see. Joe Seward is the drummer, and Drew McFarlane is the guitarist. All right. And so you said they met when they were kids. Yeah. So they all kind of apparently grew up in different locations, and then they met in quote-unquote secondary school in England. What is secondary school? It's not primary school. And, and it's, it's not before tertiary, tertiary school. Exactly. They, uh, it says they met at age 13 in Oxford Secondary School. Exactly. 
So I guess that's like elementary. Like middle school? Middle I think school. it's like middle school. Okay. Um, and then they started playing together as a band in 2010. Yes. Okay. And that was not when they were in secondary school. No. So at that point... Um, they were, they were in quaternary ups. school. <laughs> they were grown-ups, and some of them were in quaternary school. So Is quaternary school college? Yeah. I, well, okay, so Drew... Not Drew. Dave Bailey was in med school when they started making songs. Okay. So that is quaternary school? So he's a doctor? No. So he dropped out of med school after... Glass Animals started getting big. So they had already released an album or an EP and they were touring and then they were signed by production company and he decided to drop out of med school. So he's not a doctor. Okay. So timeline wise, 2010, they release a couple of songs. One of them is called Slick Fur, S-L-I-K-K space F-U-R-R. And mm-hmm. this is unreleased still. It's on, I only found it by randomly looking at their subreddit. And uh, it's pretty good, I guess. It's, uh, it's not anything that I would listen to on repeat. But knowing some of their later songs, it's an interesting piece of their early uh, formation. Yeah. Then, oh, fun fact. Their first show uh, together was at the Jericho Tavern in Oxford in 2010 which was the venue that Radiohead played their first show at mm. in 1991. I see. I have I no see. more to add about the Jericho Tavern, unfortunately. But you do have things to add about... Danimals. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to Danimals. <laughs> the parent company is Danon, and... What a shock. Really, this was, uh... The story of Danimals is the story of Yogurt. Isaac Carrasso was a physician living in Barcelona, and he was studying probiotics in 1919 as a means of treating intestinal disorders. He developed a yogurt, uh, which was a Greek staple food, and he brought it uh, to the masses. He called it Danon, D-A-N-O-N, which was named after the Catalan nickname for his son, Daniel Carrasso. The company was called Danone Yogurt. And then Daniel Carrasso comes to the U.S. in 1942 with Joe Metzger, a Swiss-born Spanish businessman, and Metzger's son Juan. I don't know if those names are relevant. <laughs> but they, the group of them purchased a yogurt factory in New York City, changed the name from Danone to Danin, and then they started advertising this concept of yogurt as a health food. Okay. And uh, they started the advertising became big, and people started making fun of the yogurts. Just like the idea of yogurt. And then in 1947, they added strawberry jam to this yogurt to try to get it to be more popular. And yogurt took off. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I've, I've never tried yogurt. In 1989, they noticed that consumption of yogurt was significantly down. And to stimulate sales, in 1992, they tested a yogurt for children called Sprinklins, which was filled with fruit, sugar, and candy. And it got bad reviews, but uh, they spun it off, and in 1994, they launched Danimals. I see. And Danimals was decorated with wild animals and elephants and bears and stuff. 
and 1.5% of sales were supposed to be donated to the National Wildlife Federation. I don't know if that ended up happening, but I can't, I can't find anything contradicting it. Hmm. Side note, it's been really hard to find anything about the history of Danimals on the internet. <laughs> There's but only it, like two websites. But it somehow sounds like yogurt in the Western world wasn't very popular until Danimals. No, it, it, until until Dan and yogurt. Until Dan and yogurt. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it took until 1994 and the advent of Danimals, a children's yogurt with talking animals on it. But notably, Danimals did have characters, one of whom was the mascot Bongo. And also their advertising had Dylan and Cole Sprouse in it. I remember yes. that. In... In May 2021, Bongo was added as a playable character to Sonic Dash, which is a Sonic mobile game. And in August 2021, to celebrate the release of Paw Patrol the movie, they uh, released a bunch of Paw Patrol flavors. And that brings us to today. So I did pick up the Paw Patrol flavor. Right. So I there are four flavors. You picked up two. I picked up two. Mm-hmm. And I have four glasses of Danimals. Okay. So we're going to start by taste testing glass A of Danimals, which we don't know which flavor this is. Okay. Cheers. I'll I'll narrate. Sonica just took a sip of glass A of Danimals. I'm getting a, a strawberry vibe. Okay. Could be strawberry kiwi, but could also be just strawberry. Definitely no banana notes. Okay. I'm going to take a sip of this. So Neil just took a sip. It was a fair big, fairly big sip. I feel like there was no flavor in that. It just felt like there was a little bit of sourness, but I don't know if that's just the sourness of yogurt. Yeah, there is a strawberry flavor. I think you just need to refine your Danimal's palate. I'm getting hints of umami. Hmm. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> okay. How would you how would you rate this mystery flavor? So on a scale think, of one to five bongos. <laughs> I think it's hard to tell how many bongos this is without comparing. How does this mystery Danimal's flavor compare to, say, a regular yogurt? Um, I would say that for its audience, which is is children who watch Paw Patrol, this is more appealing. Or, you know, late 20s men and women hosting podcasts. Yes, for us too. I do like that it's drinkable. It really reduces the amount of effort we put into eating yogurt. <laughs> well, actually, they, had, uh, they have yogurt cups. They also have this thing called a crush cup, which was... Uh, the, the idea behind the crush cup was going to be that you didn't have to use a spoon. You just took the yogurt cup and you crushed it. So let me tell you a fun story. I would frequently forget spoons in elementary school to eat my yogurts and puddings. So I used regular yogurt cups as, as crush cups and just dug my face into them. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. But do you want to know what this mystery flavor was? Sure. <laughs> what what flavor notes did you say that you felt? I felt strawberry. You were completely off base. This was rough, rough raspberry. Oh, no. So this was the Paw Patrol flavor. 
it did feel berry-ish. Sorry, let me <laughs> It felt berryish, yes. <laughs> you know, I I got yogurt vibes from it. <laughs> All right, so that is our first glass animal. Okay. Now we, in terms of the glass animals, we left off in 2010. They had just performed their first show. Mm-hmm. In 2012, they released their first EP. Which was the Leaflings EP, mm-hmm. which I have not listened to. So, the Leaflings EP has Golden Antlers, Cocoa Hooves, Dust in Your Pocket, and Cocoa Hooves Part 2. And a few of these are actually just on the next album, which is Zaba. Oh, so these were all just stuff that, uh, this is all just stuff that they put on their first album. Yeah. What about from their next EP's? Wait, no, not not everything. Like, Golden Antlers is not on it. Just uh, Coco Hooves. But not Coco Hooves Part 2? No. Apparently we lost that one. What about Coco Hooves 3, Revenge of the Sith? That was also not there. Okay, so 2013 they released the Black Mambo slash Exus EP, but only in Europe. And they also released the Glass Animals EP, but only in the U.S. Indeed they did. <laughs> and then in 2014, they released their first album, Zaba. Yes. And this is the album that kind of launched Glass Animals to fame, particularly for the songs that we all recognize, like Gooey and Hazy. I and don't know. I don't know Hazy. You don't know Hazy? No. I know Gooey. How could you not know Gooey's brother, Hazy? What does it sound like? Now keep in mind, we can't legally play it, but we can hum the tune. Oh, Hazy. Yes. That sounds like the pineapple song. No. Do, 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 do. That's the pineapple song. That's a different song. What do, other do, songs do, are on Zaba? There's also Black Mambo, which is what this EP was. Okay, so presumably that's from the EP. It is from the EP. Okay, there's Pools. Yes. Walla Walla. Yes. Intrucks. And Toes. Yes. Are any of these well-known beyond Gooey? Yeah, Hazy and Toes and Black Mambo are very well-known. Okay. I think I've just heard Gooey. I see. So I might not be super familiar with their first album. Okay, that's okay. Their main one from that album, I think, was Gooey. So the album name, Zaba, was inspired by a children's picture book by William Steig called the Zaba Jabba Jungle. So that kind of explains why the cover is uh, sort of this jungly vibe. Mm. And also a lot of the track names have to do with animals. Because they're glass animals. Oh my god. You're right. Yes. Okay, so that is Zaba. Is there anything else to say about Zaba? This is where the 
So GUI is where they started getting recognition for this thing that they do with pineapple. Okay, what's the thing they do with pineapples? Okay, so if you've ever been to a Glass Animals concert, there's always a pineapple that the front man, Dave Bailey, picks up and, and sings with. And this tracks back to when they recorded GUI and he was holding an emotional support, so to speak, pineapple that he named Sasha Fierce. Wait, is that like a Beyonce reference? Perhaps. It has to be a Beyonce reference. There, She had the album I Am Sasha Fierce. Yes, yeah, so then it was. Unless she named her album after Glass Animals' pineapple thing. And then he recorded that chorus in eight different impressions, such as an old woman, a drunk crack addict, and the terrible impression of James Brown in order to replicate the sound of a choir. So all of the, the vocals that you hear on GUI are... Dave Bailey singing different people while holding a pineapple named Sasha Fierce. He was a doctor, you say? Almost. I, I read that he switched to neuroscience, <laughs> and uh, that's, he based a lot of his lyrics and stuff on the, sort of the ideas behind neuroscience. Yeah, he he was really into the neuroscience, and you actually see that a lot, especially in the last album, Dreamlands. What what uh, genre would you classify Glass Animals as? I feel like they're like a psychedelic pop slash indie. How how do you define psychedelic pop? Is it anything else besides Tame Impala and Glass Animals? From the Wikipedia page, <laughs> you have. The avant-garde, the Beach Boys. Okay, I don't, I don't know if the I Beach really Boys are. Agree with this. Oh, I would say Animal Collective. Yeah, Animal Collective, sure. And of course, Gorky's zygotic minky. Okay, so then we got into weird. All right, that is Zaba. Yeah. Okay, we have finished the first Glass Animals album. Okay. And therefore, we move on. To the second glass danimals. Okay. Here it is. Visually, how would you describe this? This one looks more milky, so to speak. Um, there's less of a color here. For some reason, to me, it also looks thinner. Hmm. Okay. Well, would you care to do the honors? Sure. I, I will. I've just sniffed it. <clears throat> it sniffs or smells remarkably similar to the previous one. Okay, then. What notes are you getting? This is difficult. I'm still feeling berry here. <laughs> I'm going to go with berry again. What type of berry? Because the first one was rough, rough raspberry. <laughs> I'm going to... I feel like if I keep guessing strawberry, one of them has to be strawberry. So I'm going to say strawberry again. Okay, I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, good luck. Hmm, that tastes sharper than the sharper. first one. Yeah. 
more um, a little has a little more kick to it. More tannins. More oaky. I see. <clears throat> I don't know why it's oaky. On the second sip, I see that I was wrong and that, in fact, it has a strong berry vibe. <laughs> but I, I do still think that it is a sh- uh, sharper flavor. So yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with some sort of tropical fruit. Okay. I feel like this could be the strawberry kiwi one. Okay. I, I could totally see that. Because I'm getting the berry, but I agree with you about the sharper. And that could be from a kiwi. Okay. I'm going to go with a 2019 Merlot. I think that's the flavor that this was based off. <laughs> okay, then. You are correct. It was strawberry kiwi. Wow. Just going to have a sip of rough, rough raspberry to cleanse my palate. Hmm. All right, we are halfway through the glass animals. Okay. But only a third of the way through the glass animals. It's true. Um, so shall we move on to the next album? Yes. Then okay. So the next one is called "How to Be a Human Being," and this one came out in 2015, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, 2016. <clears throat> There's some glass animals in my throat. Yeah, so this one came out in 2016, and this one is a concept album. The concept is that each of the songs relates to the album cover, which is a picture of a bunch of random people. And the reason I say random is because they actually look like they're randomly placed together, like they probably have nothing to do with each other. So let's start by looking at the album cover. So it looks orange, has these psychedelic things around the edges of the frame, and then inside there are 14 people, including a basketball player, um, a little kid on a tricycle, a swimmer in a Speedo, a guy taking a picture, the scientist-looking dude in the back, a lady with a walker, um, a lady with white gloves who looks pretty fancy, and two teenage-looking girls, and one little guy with a hat on the back. Okay. So, so still, what is the, the concept behind this album is? The concept behind the album is that each, each song is based off of um, something that the band members heard while on the previous tour or a story that struck them and it was penned down based on these stories. Okay. And then they created characters that would go along with each of these songs. Interesting. And then they created the album art, which um, shows what each of these imaginary characters would look like and they even went as far as the music videos um, which they don't have for every single song but for most of the songs the the music videos tell the story of these characters so for example if you start with life itself which is the first song on the album it focuses a lot on a couple different characters but especially the woman in the white gloves and the kid. So are these real people? No, so they're based off of 
real people and real stories, but they are not real people. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so then the second song, which is called Youth, is based specifically on a story that Dave Bailey heard while they were touring from this mom who had given up her child and the memory of the child made her smile. So the song is this happy but somewhat melancholy story of of losing a child or giving up a child. Where did she lose the child? I think that is to the listener's imagination. Hmm. And the mother is portrayed by this diner girl who you can see in the album art and in in the music video as well. Okay. Then the next song, and I'm only going to touch on the interesting ones, I think. The next song is called Season 2, Episode 3. That's a bold name for a song. So I think it has to do with this being their second album and this being the third song that, on the second that, album. That makes sense. I'm just guessing here. That makes sense. But I think that's what it is. And this one is this kind of bright, poppy song that kind of sounds like a video game and it's about the hipster looking curly haired girl who's sitting in the front of the album art it's talking about how all she likes to do is sit around play video games watch tv and eat cereal so this song is about me yes Hmm. it is about you Um, Then the next song, Pork Soda, is based off of something that they heard a homeless guy say on the street walking by, and he said, pineapples are in my head. So this song sounds more psychedelic to me, um, which makes sense because pineapples is also street slang for psychedelic drug. Wait, so this is the song that goes like, pineapples are in my head got nobody because i'm brain dead okay so that i'd always thought that song was called pineapples no so that the, in this fact is, it's called pork soda but uh okay a couple of questions <clears throat> they were already obsessed with pineapples before they randomly encountered this homeless guy who was talking about pineapples correct okay So pineapples are a recurring theme here. But what are the odds that a band who is already singing on stage with a pineapple that they uh, may or may not be anthropomorphic, that they've named Sasha Fierce, probably after Beyonce, what are the odds that during the tour in which that is all happening, they encounter a homeless person who is talking about pineapples as well? I think it makes sense because you... Remember, we classified their music as psychedelic pop meets indie rock. But so is there a homeless person who is spending the money that they've received um, through donations or what have you on Glass Animals concert tickets for the Zaba tour? Not yet. Not yet. What I'm saying is I don't know if I believe that story. I think you can meet a homeless person not in the concert. Like but somewhere what are the odds while they that were... they're also talking about pineapples? You know what, Neil? You're a non-believer, and that's okay. Okay, second question about this song. Yeah. What is pork soda? So, pork soda, I actually don't know what it means, but it seems like they're singing about a time, they're reminiscing about a time when, in a relationship, two people were 
quote-unquote hanging out and drinking pork soda and things were easier and that's kind of what the um the music video relates to as well so i don't really know what pork soda is pork uh, glass animals on twitter october 13th 2020 pork soda the name came from a tattoo i saw on a kind lady's arm in columbus ohio okay and that's what this song was based off of that story but it was also based oh, off of this the, was the pineapple guy. story. Right, right. I see. So maybe it's a combination of things here. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So then the next one I'm going to kind of skip over because I am not too excited about it. What's that song? Mama's Gun. Okay. Next one. Then the next one is Cane Cane Sugar. Oh, Cane Sugar. Cane sugar. Cane sugar. Okay. So cane sugar is about a cocaine addict. Oh. Yes. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or, that one's kind of... Or a diabetic patient. Yeah. Then the next one is pre-made sandwiches, which is actually like an interlude and not a whole song. It's... If you listen to it or, or read it, it's basically about people standing around for no reason and it's called pre-made sandwiches yeah they have some interesting song titles yeah the first line of their interlude is people standing in line waiting for pre-made sandwiches and it continues like that people standing in line waiting for etc etc kind of gets at the futility of our consumer-based society but people need to eat but it's not just about standing in line for pre-made sandwiches it's also standing in line for other things and the last line is people standing in line and they don't even know why hmm. anyway let's move on is that deep or is that someone that's trying to pretend to be deep i think the good thing about art and music is we don't need to think too much about it hmm. if it strikes you as deep then it's deep. Sort of if like it strikes you as a pre-made sandwich. Now, where does this commentary <laughs> on consumerism uh, land on the consumption of Danimals products? Um, I don't think people stand in line to drink Danimals, so I think we're good. Listen, I was at Acme earlier today, and I stood in a line to check out with my Danimals. Well. People standing in line to drink animals. Okay, next song is... I'm going to skip the next couple as well in the interest of getting to an exciting bit. Okay. And we'll talk about the last one, which is Agnes, which is actually not exciting. It's actually a very sad song. It's about watching a friend spiral into depression, addiction, and then commit suicide. There are a couple different references Um that they've talked about in different interviews. One is to Slaughterhouse Five. There's a lyric that says, and so it goes, which is from that book. And it's also inspired by the sounds of LCD sound system. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so they had a couple different inspirations there. And it is actually kind of a sad, touching song. And the music video is interesting. Um, the frontman, Dave Bailey is in a centrifuge, a human centrifuge, 
and he is singing this song and you can see him going through obvious discomfort and pain from being in a centrifuge for the whole four minutes of this song like he actually was in a large machine that spun him around yep and we're watching his face as he's singing the song like one of those amusement park rides um i think faster than those from the way that he looked it looked faster and more continuous than that he describes it as like being inside a little egg and being spun around really fast what is what was the purpose of construction of this device this like this is a real device and they filmed him in this thing for the music video or is this like a thing created for the music video and enhanced for the cgi uh so i think it's it's used by pilots and astronauts to um to simulate the acceleration when you escape Earth's gravity. So it does actually exist. Okay. It's something used by astronauts in training, not by a random skinny white dude. Oh, this wasn't something funded by the government for the last song on Glass Animals LP2. I mean, maybe it was. Hmm. Okay. Um, And then that is the end of the second album. Yes. Okay, and that brings us to... There. Well, actually, which is your favorite song on both the first and the second albums? Because we didn't actually talk about that. Oh, okay. Um, the first album, I think I'm going to have to go classic with Gooey. Because I think that's like what got me interested in Glass Animals. Okay. Um, and then the second album is actually my favorite album of Glass Animals. So that's also very difficult. But I think... It would either be, I think it would be Youth or Season 2, Episode 3, which are both quite very, they're very different, but I do think both of them are really interesting. I'm going to go with Gooey, um, Mm -hmm. because that's honestly the only song I think I remember in great detail on their first album. I have listened to the first album and I've listened to a few of the songs like multiple times, but Gooey is just like the one that I most associate with the band. And then on their second album, uh, honestly, I've listened to this one a lot less. I ha- I do like the other side of paradise. I like season two, episode three, and I like youth, but I like park soda a lot more. It's just, it's just stuck in my head, if you will. Like a pineapple. Yes. Oh, and so is this the is the tour for this album where the lead singer got in trouble for throwing pineapples into the crowd? I think so. Or at some point. But I would assume it was the last tour. So I think it was the, that tour. Um, and also, after while they were touring for this album in July of 2018, the drummer, Joe Seward, was injured by... While he was cycling or riding a bike in Dublin, he was hit by a bus, which they also call a oh lorry. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he was, you know, in and out of the hospital. They halted the tour, and a lot of the introspection and injury, whatever, emotional pain that the other team members or band members felt drove Dreamland. Okay, that's their third album. Yes. Okay, so let's pause there. And move on to our third glass animal. Visually, how would you describe this glass animal? So I didn't know that it could get milkier after the last one, but somehow we've achieved it. Hmm. So I do feel that 
in retrospect, the rough, rough raspberry was the most pigmented. And now these are more more white and, and runny. Okay, let's give it a shot. All right. The sniff test. This no. one smells like banana. This is certainly banana. I'm not even... Banana. Okay. It may be the strawberry banana, but it's definitely banana. Yeah, that's strawberry banana. You know, they really did banana dirty when they started using it for flavoring because they used that old version of banana for the flavors. Do you know about this? No. So the bananas that we eat these days are genetically modified bananas. Super bananas. They are super bananas. They're all like clones of each other. Because originally bananas had a lot of seeds in them and they were very small. So they were really hard to eat and they weren't marketable. So just like people put jam inside the Danimals, people modified the banana. And we have the banana that we have today, which tastes and looks different. So you're saying that this Danimals flavor is based on the original banana? So all banana flavoring is based on the original banana. Oh. So all everything that is flavored banana always tastes a little weird and odd because that's not what we know as banana. Bananimals. Yes. So let me tell you about their third LP. <laughs> Green apples are in my head. So what I have so far from this LP is that it is called Dreamland, mm-hmm. and it was released in 2020, I think. Mm-hmm. In August of 2020. And like you said, uh, it was pushed back a little bit and a little more emotional because of that accident that their drummer had. This is also their first album that is uh, autobiographical in the sense that the they wrote it, well, I guess just the lead singer wrote it about stories from his own life rather than the first album, which was a concept. Oh, I don't know if that was a concept album, but... It was sort of just their first album, and it was sort of wildlife-themed, like Danimals. Um, and then their second album, which was based on stories that they heard on tour during mm-hmm. uh, their first album tour. So this is based off of uh, Dave Bailey's youth, and he grew up in Texas, which is interesting yeah. because he's British. Yeah, he was actually born somewhere else in the u.s if i remember correctly he was born in massachusetts and then he grew up in in texas he moved to college station texas and then they moved to the uk and he was at that oxford secondary school wait, wait, wait. so when he talks does he have a british accent he does have a british accent is that like a fake accent because he should talk with a texas accent or a boston accent well, if his parents are British. Hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. So a lot of this is very autobiographical. So the, the, the first song in the album, which is also called Dreamland, he talks about a kid bringing a gun to school. And that's actually an experience that he had hmm. while living in Texas. 
And he said that, you know, the song Agnes that you were talking about at the end of LP2, mm-hmm. which was about one of his friends who died, he said that writing that sort of opened the door to him to mine his, his uh, past experiences for the purposes of his art. Okay, so song-wise, there's Dreamland. There's the one that you like, Tokyo Drifting. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to figure out if he wrote this before the pandemic or you know during the pandemic because he talks a lot about how the fact that he couldn't like they couldn't go out and make new memories Mm. they would go back into their into their minds and and use their old memories to as inspiration okay okay so the song dreamland is the first single it's a slow uh track about being in a dreamlike state he made the video for it in his house. I don't think it has a particular memory that he's mining. It's sort of just the vibe that the album is going to go for. Mm-hmm. The next song is Tangerine. Which actually is doesn't sound ethereal at, at, at all. It's kind of like a poppy song. Kind of reminds me of like season two, episode three, or, or like Pork Soda. Yeah, it reminds me of Pork Soda. Yeah. Tangerine is about a relationship where two people have known each other a long time, but now they have a lot of baggage. So it's a little bit of a sad song that has this upbeat beat. Okay, and then the third track is um, is the one that I think is now their most popular song. You already know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow. <clears throat> oh, I'm not counting the interludes as tracks. I also got the track listing wrong. So they're uh, up until the first two. I got the first two right. Third track is colon, uh, parenthesis, parenthesis, home movie, colon, 1994. So actually these are interludes on their visual album. He actually plays home videos of himself. Then they- and by him, I mean... The lead singer. Then they have Hot Sugar. Yes. Then they have Home Movie BTX. Then they have Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which is a reference to the Adult Swim show. The lyrics of the track are just wondering what makes someone change so much from being an innocent kid to someone who can even consider doing what he did. And is this the kid who brought the gun to school? Yeah, this this is about the kid with the gun in school, I think. So it starts with, I said to you, why did you do it? And it goes through, like, we were just two Texas toddlers, Pokemon and mm. bottle rockets. So it's talking, this is the one that's talking about okay. his childhood and how someone brought a, a gun to school. Yeah, he was attempting a school shooting but was caught before he could harm anyone. And then... The rest, other stuff in the in the song is talking about, like you said, their experiences, and then it ends with the kid in jail and how weird he looks in an orange jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. So this is track six, and then immediately after that is Tokyo Drifting, which I hadn't heard, I think, before the concert, but I love the name. <laughs> yeah. I really feel like me and, what's his name, Dave Leary? Dave, Dave Barry, Bailey. Dave, Dave Bailey. I feel like we have a lot of the same influences, but we went in different directions in life, and also I'm not a rock star. It's 
because you stayed in med school. <laughs> okay, this song is about cars. I mean, I think it's about someone who has cars and and cocaine. Wavy Davy is the persona that Dave Bailey inhabits in this song, and he does disco dust or cocaine. So it's an evolution of his character from Cane Sugar. Mm, I see. Okay. I don't know what this song is about. All right, let's move on. <laughs> so I think we can skip a few of these songs, and then Waterfalls Coming Out of Your Mouth was a song that sounded like not much that they've done before. Okay. And mainly because their lyrics got a little explicit here, and it sounds more like rap than, than their previous things. I feel like they're branching out from their general psychedelic pop indie rock area into like some R&B rap mm. in this album and in this song in particular. It's also incredibly loud. I don't know that one. Do you? I do, but I think it's not very... doesn't stick out in my brain as much. Okay, then another home movie, then Domestic Bliss. So this one is about domestic abuse. Oh. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of sad. Kind of gives me, like, Agnes vibes. And then <laughs> Heat Waves. So you thought this was track three, but really it's track 14. You know, three, 14, numbers, math. So Heat Waves. Yeah, so Heat Waves is probably their most famous song now. Um, I think it's surpassed Gooey at this point. I think so too, yeah. And I think it's a lot, it's, it's based on, um, where this, this song has been used recently, most recently in the Netflix show, Never Have I Ever. Interesting. Yeah. That's the Mindy Kaling one. Yeah, that's the Mindy Kaling one. So the, the most recent season just came out a few months ago and mm. they used this song in one of their particularly punchy scenes punchy scenes yeah what does that mean i don't know it was just like a teenage kiss scene listen this is the only time in this podcast that never have i ever the mindy kaling show is probably going to be discussed so this is your platform to talk about the show <laughs> I don't know if, if this is the correct area to talk about this show. It's a show for teenagers about mm. Mindy Kaling's... Not Mindy Kaling. It's about the Asian or South Asian American experience as a teenage girl growing up in the suburbs of America. And it's loosely based off of some experiences that Mindy Kaling has had. It's starring a lot of South Asian actors, which is neat. Um, yeah, it's kind of about this unhinged South Asian girl who hmm. is going through grief after her dad passes away, and she has these romantic relationships, one of which ends up with a kiss in this last season set to the soundtrack of Heat Waves. Interesting. So that really explains the large teenage girl population that we saw at our concert recently. That makes sense. 
What I have about the inception of the song Heat Waves is it was written in the basement of a London studio called The Church, where Bob Dylan used to hang out. Uh, it was written near the kitchen. He played it there, and secretly, the first time it was played, he noticed that Johnny Depp was hanging out at the church, and Johnny Depp heard this song the first time it was played. Why was Johnny Depp there? I can't explain why Johnny Depp is anywhere. That's odd. It became popular initially by being on the FIFA soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> did you play FIFA? Yes. Interesting. And, no, I didn't. I'm kidding. And then after it appeared on the FIFA soundtrack, it became the soundtrack to an erotic Minecraft fan fiction that was very popular on YouTube. I did not know that. So maybe that's where our teenage girl and, fan base came from. And then it was used in Never Have I Ever. I see. But I wanted to take a moment because I think we disagree on if Heat Waves is a good song. And I wanted to take a moment to explore that. Now, I'm going to recite these lyrics here. <clears throat> Road shimmer, wiggling the vision, heat, heat waves, I'm swimming in a mirror. Road shimmer, wiggling the vision, heat, heat waves, I'm swimming in a... Sometimes all I think so about wait, is you. So wait, I think we need to break down this first part. Do you understand <laughs> what he's talking about here? Uh, No. So, when it's really hot outside and you're looking at the road, there's mm -hmm. a shimmer. Mm -hmm. The heat that comes off of the tar in the road makes this, like, shimmer. I see. So, road shimmer, which is wiggling. It's wiggling. It's a shimmer that wiggles. It's like you're having an ocular migraine. Hmm. Wiggling the vision. Heat, heat waves. I'm swimming in a mirror. I see. Okay. Because sometimes you get that reflection sure. as well. I, You've seen I, that reflection. I accept that. that okay. That's the thing that happens. All right. So this is this is setting the ambiance, so to speak, for the rest of the song. This okay. is it's it's like middle of June, real hot. Okay. And there are heat waves. All right. So okay. next, sometimes all I think about is you, late nights in the middle of June, heat waves been faking me out. Can't make you happier now. Okay. So wait, wait. One more time. Sometimes all I think about is you. Late nights in the middle of June. Heat waves and faking me out. Can't make you happier now. Okay, so this is now talking about how in the middle of June, you're, you're thinking about your romantic partner. I'm assuming romantic partner. But there's a hint of sadness because you're not, you can't make them happier now. And he goes on to explain this later. Okay. So, and then the next is, usually I put something on TV so we never think about you and me, but today I see our reflections clearly in Hollywood laying on the screen. So that's kind of saying that usually you don't think this hard or this deeply about this relationship. You're just kind of vibing with each other. Mm -hmm. You just put something on TV. But today, in particular, in the middle of June, because there's a heat wave and you're in your feels. Why are you in your feels due to the heat wave? Because it's like wiggly vision and there's nothing to do See, and it's hot. You, you know that that doesn't track. No, I get it. I think it's just like the ambiance that it's setting. It could be, this this song could have been like a an arctic chill as well. But it's really anything that like sets a different ambiance. Sometimes all I think about you, <laughs> late nights in the middle of January, arctic chill, been faking me out, can't make you happier now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it works, I guess. <laughs> what what other seasons? Sometimes all I think about is you, midday in the middle of tornado season. 
tornado's been freaking faking me out. Oh my god, let's get away from the windows. No, so it has to be it has to be the weather that is not causing extra distress. Like the weather is this sluggish weather and during that time you have like time to think. So I okay. get I get it. Like it has to be this can't be used in like spring or fall because there's too much like changing and excitement. It has to be used in in mid-June as he's saying like really hot or it can be really cold. Both times of the year there's not much changing. You're stuck in this weather. There's a lot of introspection time. Sometimes so he- all I think about is you at the end of the night in the middle of September on the 21st of September dancing in September okay so then you just need a better life than this yeah you need something I can never give fake water all across the road okay I guess that's still with the heat wave thing it's gone now the night has come but sometimes in the chorus again yeah you can't fight it. You can't breathe. You say something so loving, but now I've got to let you go. You'll be better off than someone new. I don't want to be alone. You know it hurts me, too. So this guy is breaking up with someone yeah. because it's hot outside. No, he's breaking up with this person because their relationship was pretty superficial in the beginning. Like They all just, they just sat around, watched TV, didn't really think about anything too deeply. But somehow, in this weather that has created this ambiance, the the actual heat wave is not very important. It's just that it's creating this atmosphere of introspective time. And then they realize that this is not a good relationship, and the other person in the relationship deserves a better life, etc. And that's why they're breaking up. And then you go on, there's more chorus. I just wonder what you're dreaming of when you sleep and smile so comfortable. I wish that I could give you that, a look that's perfectly unsad. So... What does the heat wave been faking me out mean? What about it is faking me out? Maybe it's like... What does faking one out even mean? I don't know. I'm too old to understand what the youth are saying. Faking me out meaning. It's deceiving. The heat wave has been deceiving me. So it's not actually hot out? It's temperate? So maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's actually that the heat wave which creates these shimmers is creating like a mirror or a reflection that's fake imagery of their relationship. But now that he's thinking more deeply about it, it's really like the heat wave or whatever has been has been fake it's been so like, there is no heat wave this is happening on a normal temperature day in june <laughs> no it's like i think this really clues you in you need something i can never give fake water all across the road i thought the fake water all across the road was just more stuff that the heat wave is causing it is but it's causing this shimmery distortion right so that's distorting his view of the relationship or making him forget about whatever. I will give you that it is a catchy song, but I don't think these lyrics fully make sense. I don't think any lyrics fully make sense. There's a fine balance between just actually having a novel and having something that 
is poetic and catchy and musically appealing as well. So I do think that it is a good song. I think you're just, for some reason, not excited by it. Okay. After Heat Waves is Home Movie Shoes On and then Helium. And that brings us to the end of LP3. Although I think one of the songs that was on the deluxe album version was released recently as a single, which is I Don't Want to Talk, I Just Want to Dance. And I think that's a pretty good song. Now, it's interesting that you say that because the main thing in this song is that this person doesn't want to talk. He just wants to dance. Right. It says it right there in the title. And there's not much else happening lyrically in this song. Let me, let me take you to the, to the genius page for I Don't Want to Talk, I Just Want to Dance. Lyrics. Don't want to talk, baby. I just want to dance. I don't want to talk no more. Brings you into the chorus. Don't want to talk, baby. I just want to dance. I don't want to talk. No more living in the past, baby. Referring to how he doesn't want to live in the past anymore, baby. Then, don't want to talk, baby. I just want to dance. And I'm not going to stop till I forget what we had. We kissed in the morning. Oh, there's no. Oh, no, there's more lyrics. Anyway. We kissed in the morning on a summer day. You taste like cigarettes and hurricanes. Ah, Continuing with the summer and weather phenomena that really bothers (laughs) him. There's a warning written in the corners of your face. Whiplash and you left me in a vapor trail. Now I know it's safe to say nothing's perfect anyway. So for, for a guy who doesn't want to talk but just wants to dance. He's, There's a uh, lot of talking. A lot of talking. So, so really, Heat Waves may be the better song. I think perhaps. Um, okay. That is all of the music that Glass Animals has released. Oh, except for they did a Pandemics, uh, sorry, a Quarantine Covers album mm-hmm. in which they covered Lana Del Rey and Nirvana. I forget the Lana Del Rey song, but they did Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. And it was actually a pretty good song. And that was the first time I heard a song of theirs and thought, and thought this guy is a talented singer. And um, the, the song that they covered by Lana Del Rey was Young and Beautiful. Hmm. Um, is there anything else to say about their music before we move on to the real uh, finale of the episode? I think we're good for now. Okay, and that brings us to Glass Danimals 4. We have our fourth and final Danimals flavor in a glass here. I think we got a little bit of color back in this one. Okay, a little bit of color back. Yes. Please. But still not as pigmented as that first raspberry. Do the honors. This one smells not banana. I think this is the strawberry. Just the plain strawberry that we've all been waiting for. Okay, let me give it a sip. You know, it does give me plain strawberry vibes. But I actually know, I, I think I know what this one is, so I'm not going to guess. Okay. But I will reveal it to you. Please. The fourth and final flavor is all the previous three flavors mixed together. Ew. <laughs> it's rough, rough raspberry with strawberry kiwi with strawberry banana. That's why, that's the strawberry vibe. Yeah. And that's why there's some color in this one from the rough, rough raspberry. Yeah. Wow. Okay, then. 
if you had to, well, because this was sort of a combo episode where we talked about two adjacent but somewhat tangentially related by Rhyme Scheme series. So I'll ask you three questions here. Mm-hmm. First question, if you had to pick any two Glass Animal songs to combine into the perfect Glass Animal song, which would they be? Two. Mm-hmm. Two individual songs that, if you had to take, combine them, would create the the quintessential Glass Animal song. Quintessential. In, or the perfect one in your mind. Which would they be? Okay. Um, I feel like to be quintessential Glass Animals, you have to have gooey in there. I, I think you might be right. And I think... What goes with gooey? I feel like you could do gooey and maybe the other side of paradise. Okay. The gooey side of paradise. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with pork soda Uh and their cover of heart-shaped box. That is not quintessential. I think it would make the best song. I don't think it would either. I think you're wrong, and I think you just wanted to prove that you're cool and listen to <laughs> off-the-beaten-path music. Um, oh, I like their unreleased stuff so much better. That is what I sound like. Yeah. Um, if you had to... Then follow-up question. If you had to pick any two Danimals flavors to combine into the ultimate Danimals flavor, what would it be? Hmm. Um... I think I would do the strawberry, kiwi, and the raspberry. That's actually what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to call it the rough, rough kiwi. But what about strawberry? I don't care about the strawberry part. Mm, Okay. Then third and final question. If you had to combine a glass animal's song with a glass animal's flavor, what would they be? Rough, rough tangerine. That's that's good. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna go with heat waves and the mix flavor. Ew. Just my least favorite of all of the glass animals and glass animals. I think we've really learned a lot about yogurt and psychedelic pop music today. And I hope our listeners enjoyed this journey. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Share with all your friends. Don't, don't do that. Don't but share. share it. Share it. Hmm. Hmm. Like Chobani. Glass Chobanis. <laughs> or glass animals. Um, I was just going to end it at Glass Chobani's and then go into the theme song. Okay, so Bongo is the mascot. Wait, you're not even going to introduce me on this No, I am. Podcast. But that, we have a cold open, then the theme song, then the introduction. Have you ever listened to this podcast? Yeah, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs>